0: dementia researcher with a blogger narrating. Thomas Edison famously said that the value of an idea lies in the using of it. It's a great quote, although you have to ignore the fact that Edison actually thought the value of an idea lied in silencing any competitor so that your idea is the only option. A quick Google into what he and JP Morgan did to Nikola Tesla will make you realise that Edison was not the American hero that he's heralded as. I often wonder where we would be in terms of sustainable power if Tesla had been embraced rather than silenced by the power of the American conglomerates that were using Edison's technology. That being said, Edison was right in his original quote. You can have the best idea in the world, but if nobody's willing to use it, it's totally redundant. So why am I writing about this? Well you may have seen in the news that a third therapy for Alzheimer's disease is showing promise in phase 3 clinical trials. After decades of what's felt like a war of attrition in the field, we may be about to get our third therapy in three years. But how do you get to that stage? It's the stage we all want to reach, delivering something that's actually going to help patients, yet so few of us are there, and not really clear on how to get there. This is something that's become of particular interest to me of late. In February, we got accepted onto an Innovate UK programme called iCure. It stands for Innovation to Commercialization of University Research. It's got one goal, to get your idea to market in the most efficient and effective way. Not all IQR projects are based around medical research, but many are, and they help you work out your best way and best pathway to the clinic. It's been a really exciting and interesting journey, and I'd urge you to keep an eye on the YouTube page if you want to know more. We should be posting a few shorts about the journey I've been on with my team. So what have I learned? Well, it's basically that Edison quote, we've all got ideas, but how many of us really know how they would be implemented outside of our lab experiments? I certainly didn't until very recently. It turns out working how how your idea will be implemented is a lot more complicated than this idea could help patients X cope with Y. It becomes even more complex when you consider that many ideas actually have zero applications in the spaces they were designed for. Now with something like an Alzheimer's drug, this is probably not the case. You target a specific biological pathway and do in vitro tests. If you see promise, then you go in vivo and do preclinical testing. Then it's clinical trials. Simple, right? Wrong. Before you get there, you've got to take a number of steps and you need to speak to regulators about what you've found so far. Regulation is an incredibly complex procedure. Do you have a medicine? Is it a medical device? How does it work? How long will it stay in the body? What are your claims? So many questions you need to answer and you will need help with them. This is where someone like a technology transfer officer comes in. On top of that, you need to raise a hell of a lot of capital to fund a clinical trial. So you better be as sure as possible before you get there that you've got something real. You may have noticed that the latest breakthrough has come from Eli Lilly and not a university. The research may have come from a university originally, I don't actually know in this case, but it's very rare for the research to stay there when it becomes to this stage of a clinical trial. And that's because clinical trials are incredibly expensive. We're talking $4 million, $30 million, and $20 million for phases one, two, and three, respectively. Raising that kind of money at a university is difficult and rare. You either have to partner with a big pharma company or spin out a company of your own and search for investors. Then when you're through trials, you need to sell your product. This might be easy for an Alzheimer's drug as there's a very clear market at the moment with only two competitors. But what if your idea is not a drug? What if it's a test or a medical device aimed at helping patients? Approval for something like that is usually simpler, and you may get to market faster, but you also may get to market and find nobody actually wants to use it, or it doesn't really work in the way you thought. This is the reason most companies fail, and in theory it's totally avoidable. The key is market research. As part of iCure, we're pressed to explore multiple markets for our idea. We have a primary, this is the market we had in mind when we started the research that our idea is based around, and it's usually the one where you have the most data. We've also got a secondary market, where we think we can bring value, but don't have a lot of data. Finally, we have a wildcard market, which we'll see our idea used in a never-envisaged area. For us, this market is not even medical, which carries the benefit of not needing to go through clinical trials to have a final product. When you identify as markets, you have to talk to as many people in as many places as possible. Companies, clinicians, investors, patients, potential partners. Explain your idea and see if they think it's got value. If the market tells you you're on the wrong track, pivot to another one. Fail now when it's cheap, when it's low risk, but don't give up if the market says you don't have something. How many times have researchers given upon an idea because it didn't work as planned? And how many more useful clinical products would we have if they simply pivoted to exploring a different application of the idea? It's very rare for an idea to have no applications, but many don't find their application because they've abandoned it too early. It's a a long, labor-intensive road to get something from the lab to the bedside of the patient. Worthwhile ventures are rarely easy going, but I can honestly say from my experience, Exploring that pathway is incredibly exciting and stimulating. We work day after day doing experiments, writing papers, writing grants, and often wonder, is this actually going to help anyone or is it just a nice idea? Put that question front and center when you think and speak about your work. If you have the focus of clinical applications and start talking to the people that can help you get there, you greatly increase your chances of making the progress you want. And don't be afraid to fail especially when the failure is cheap. The value of an idea lies in the implementation of it. Make sure you're implementing it in the right places for the best chance of success for you and the patients who need it. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.